Well, hello, hounds. It's me, Dan, and I'm here before the episode just to quickly tell you about an exciting opportunity we have for you, our listeners. We're looking to reach uh, $4,500 in monthly support on our Patreon by the end of May, and if we do, we're unlocking a live Zoom show with special guests for all of our Patreon supporters. So, what you listen to now, it's edited, it's, you know, it's, it's perfect. These live shows, they're going to be raw, they're going to be real, they're going to be fun. And you got to be on our Patreon for $5 a month to not only get the weekly bonus episodes of Ryan and I doing two-man improv or chatting, but also to get a ticket to this Zoom show that we'll be doing in early June with special guests. But we're only doing the show if we hit that goal by the end of May, so now's the time. Head over to patreon.com slash you're the man now, dog. Help us sustain the man dog pod and get us closer to reaching our goal. Thank you. You are the man now, dog. 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 You are the man now. Well, hello, shalom, and aloha, and welcome to the Man Dog Podcast. It's the Improv and Conversation Podcast featuring, I rarely say this, but it needs to be known by the listeners, some of the best improvisers on the on the universe. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Rosenberg. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Dan. Welcome and I'm, to me. I'm Dan Lippert. Did I say that? Welcome to me. Remember that? What was that? Kristen <laughs> Wig, right? Is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah, it was a Kristen Wiig story uh, where she was a bit of an oddball. It was like an indie movie. I don't remember much mm. about it. Mm. What's going on? Not too much. Not too much. Uh, this is my first thing today. So I'm really, I stayed up too late last night and I kind of rolled out of bed for this. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I I um stopped setting alarms. Not always. Like if it's a 7 a.m., I'll, I'll set an alarm. But I'm mm-hmm. generally like up at 8 or 9 just right. as the cock flies, as they say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they say that, but but I get it. Yeah, I'm up with the cock. With the cock. The as soon as the cry. rooster flies away, yes. you wake up. Yeah. Um, but today it was it was still ten. We were up late doing some planning for Big Grande mm-hmm. stuff, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm tired. But you know what woke me up? Seeing the delightful faces of today's guests. Oh my gosh, that is true. They really wake you up. Yeah, and I'd like to introduce them so they can chime in on our, frankly, lovely conversation so far. <laughs> um, first, our returning guests, we're happy to see her again, Kimya Bipornia. Hi, Kimya. Hello, good morning. How's it going? You know, we you just know. got out of bed. You know. <laughs> good morning to you as well. <laughs> I've been up. I didn't just get out of bed. I, I think I got up like 7.30. It's pretty good. Really? That is pretty good. That's mm-hmm. nice. Uh, well, I'd like to have a full morning routine conversation because I'm curious about how people live. So, uh, but to, to do it, I want to bring on our next guest. And first time, uh, a, a person that I have known, let's say for 15 years. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike Lane. Hi, Mike. Hi. Wow. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's Great up? To see you. Great to see everyone. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Now, Kimmy, we'll start with you. Is 7.30, that's a normal time to wake up or what? Yeah, it's pretty normal. I'll usually do like a, like a 7-ish or an 8-ish wake up. If it mm-hmm. goes beyond 9, I freak out. I don't know. I'm yeah. not even like a go-getter. Like, I don't get up and do anything. I just, if I get up <laughs> past 9, I'm still like, ugh. What have I done? <laughs> I yeah, didn't start yeah. doing nothing soon enough. <laughs> wow. I mean, I admire that I'm almost the exact opposite in the sense of like, I want to be a go-getter and I set my alarm every day for 745, yet I wake up like at around 9, 930. Like I'm, yeah. I'm hard snoozing, Ooh. hard uh, shutting it off and just being like, well, I tried my best. <laughs> so do you, will you snooze for like an hour and a half? Like yeah. You snooze like 13 times? It, well, no, I'll do, truly, I'll do snooze once, and that'll make me feel good and be like, okay, you know, I'm just hitting the snooze once. And <laughs> then, then once it goes again, I'm like, <laughs> it, truly, I'm like, fuck you, fuck this. And I'll just like <laughs> shut it off. Uh, I'll get real angry at my own <laughs> alarm that I've set that I'm <laughs> trying to create these good habits for. Um, so that's that's usually what happens. Sometimes, I mean, I'll do all right and I'll wake up like around 8.30, 8.45. But yeah. always, I'll set it at 7.45. That's me trying to be a good boy. Well, you are a good boy. Let's not get that mixed up. But <laughs> Yeah, wake time has nothing to do with the goodness of the boy. That's you right. I mean, that's I think true. That that's be... true. My mom would say otherwise, but you, I, this is good to hear. This is, this is mm-hmm. health, healthy for me to hear. I, within the past five years, with little things like that alarm, have tried to get better at, like, knowing the real conversation in my head. If it's like, oh, I'm going to set it up for seven, and I'll feel so good when I'm up at seven, and I'm going on my (laughs) walk. Like, I know now that that's not going to happen. And so I've just cut the alarm and cut the shame. And I'm just like, (laughs) it's not happening. I'm not going to, like, just be tired and mad at myself. Um, I, I think I, I think you're right. I think it is about owning it. Like whatever yeah. whatever your thing is, if you want to wake up early or if you want to, you know, wake up whenever, mm-hmm. it's getting rid of the shame. You're right, Dan. Every once in a while, they come out with these articles too that are like, you know, it's actually that different people are just like your 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 literal like biological rhythms are different, and you like are more. Do you find that you're more like awake and active and like able to work at night? Or is that not true either? For oh, you're me? asking? I thought that was more of a thought. Oh, article. that, that turned into that a question. Huge no, the first title. <laughs> it's a huge title. And the articles have like a lot of ums and, and ellipses. Uh, I'll answer. Opposite. I do work like never, so yeah. so it doesn't matter what what time of the day it is. I'll continue to avoid doing anything. I'm only productive if somebody has really yelled at me multiple times to be like, yeah. "You needed to do this. Why haven't you done it?" So it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the time of day and all to do with somebody yelling at me. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're all kind of like, for lack of a better word, self-employed, <laughs> right? And I feel yes. like. It is really hard because I'm not on anyone else's schedule. So I'm always like mad at myself like I should be, but there isn't one. You know, it's like, well, we're not all arriving to this non-work at the same time. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. There are some times where I like 
fantasize about having like a nine to five in a, in a weird way where I'm just like, uh, like, I don't want to do it. I've done, you know, enough like temp jobs and office jobs where I'm just like, I know that that would really frustrate me, but I fantasize about like the structure of it all of just being like, ah, just, you know, Mm-hmm. Just being being in a confined space for like knowing that I'll be in this space from nine to five, like gives me right. mm-hmm. a little too much pleasure sometimes. But <laughs> but it's it's very fleeting. It's very like I don't yeah. stick with it long enough. Yeah. I, Even getting to work on time, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> I got to work on time. This is this is good. Yes. Yeah. And then I hate being there, but mm-hmm. Oh, I think there's so much that goes along with that, like, fantasy of a nine-to-five job that is like, wouldn't it be cool if today I knew I was going to get paid and next week I also knew I was going to get paid, like, for showing up? (laughs) And it's not like I could – right now, I could do 40 hours a week of work, and I might not make money for three years. Like, (laughs) I could uh, – and so that, like – Honestly, that's starting to suck, like, more than <laughs> Like, it used, I used to be, like, kind of gunning. It was like, well, by the time I'm 36, it'll all have paid off. And it just <laughs> hasn't yet. And so it's like, all right, maybe I do want that fucking nine-to-five job where it's right. like, uh, sure. I, cu- I cut the bullshit on the dream. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, this money's nice. And look, like, I, uh, I'm i not stressed out every, like, week and pissed off mm-hmm. that I work so hard and nothing shows for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, it is, you know, that is so funny that you say the whole like, Oh yeah, this will pay off at this certain time. And like every, every time I come back and like meet up with my old college friends or like high school friends, you know, I, I'll feel like the sting of like, Oh, I bought a home or, you know, uh, <laughs> in, you, we're, we're investing in this thing. And, and, you know, I'll be like, you know, it'll, it, it, it'll pay off for me, you know, by the time I'm in my, my mid thirties and it's just like, okay, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it, it hurts a little bit <laughs> every year. I'm going to start investing later, but eventually I'll get that check for a million. Yeah. Yeah. And right. Then <laughs> I'll be able to catch up quick. I'll invest to... all a million of it. And, uh... <laughs> so, I'll live off the interest. I'll just live <laughs> off interest at that point. It'll be nice. <laughs> really nice. Yeah. But I, All right, team, uh, team, I just wanted to get everyone in here. Uh, thanks for coming into the bullpen today. Just wanted to talk about uh, the headlines uh, for our articles. I think our headlines have been really great lately, really gripping, and they have a lot of info, which is good. But I think they just have too many words. You know, they're taking up the headline is taking up too much of the space for the article. And then the article doesn't have actually that much content. So I was just wondering if there was any ideas we had on maybe shifting some of that info from the titles to the article. Uh, well, that's a little tough, you know, because, uh, you know, as far as as far as I know, anyone that I know is only reading a headline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. We're dealing so. with the Internet as it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's it's true. called we are- clickbait culture, Sam. So we're in the business of clickbait. So okay, yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, Marty. I'm sorry if this is frustrating to have this meeting, but I, I just I, uh, I, I just know it's coming. I just know it's coming. That's all. I know it's coming, and it's layoffs. <laughs> 
No, no, no. We're not trying to lay into the Is that what off. this we're is? Just... That's what this no. is? I, if you're yeah, laying well, me off, you owe me a lot of money. Because uh, my understanding was we were getting paid by the word, and I have not been. Uh, uh, I, I've been paid by the article. But mm-hmm. I have a lot of articles in my titles, more than in the actual articles. Well, yeah, that's, that's something we need to talk about with yeah. you. You have multiple headlines in one headline because you think that's the most grippy, but it's really confusing. Okay. Well, uh, uh, let me tell you about what I'm working on today. And go ahead. Lay me off once you hear it, because I know it's coming, and that's fine. But if you think you'll have those pants in three months after I sue them off of you, you are grossly mistaken. <laughs> I'm not trying to lay anybody off, and please do not take off my pants. I'm not going to take them off of you. I will sue you so hard they will fly off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's let's talk about this article you're pitching, because... Okay. Housing prices... Once again, they have risen. <laughs> Speaking of, Easter was a few weeks ago. <laughs> so you're referencing an old article that was already written In case you weeks did, ago? Yes, yes. My Easter article, which is all That's about... That's brilliant. Thank it's brilliant because it'll link you to the past article and we'll mm-hmm. get more traffic to the site. And it's all just in the title. What? What, what is the problem here? We're all getting fired for being geniuses? Come on, Sam. <laughs> no, nobody's getting fired, guys. Nobody's getting fired. We just want to try to improve what we're doing. Mm-hmm. All right. Because well, um, just so you know, I got a bun in the oven. I, uh, uh, you're pregnant? Well, I am not. But, oh. um, you know... Uh, am I as confusing in the articles as I am in person? You do use a lot of idioms that people don't use anymore. So we have to, you know, look up a couple of stuff that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I might know. Cheryl is pregnant. Well, congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, it did feel like we all kind of weren't going to say it. Mm-hmm. So thank you for prompting us. Are you, is there judgment here or is it? No, no, no. I mean, no. How you guys have been together? Six months. Six months. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, six months, and she is um, uh, three months pregnant. And um, this, you know, this one's going to work out. So, and you seem like you'll be a great dad. So we're excited for it. And you. that's the headline right there. Well, no, don't. That's not going to. Oh, so the headline is, is a conversation. So you're you're <laughs> expecting people to respond. <laughs> You're, that's right. It's one of your classic, you leave blanks in between, hoping that people will fill in. Uh, no, yeah. How is that working? Because I'm not on Twitter. Uh, is that is that happening on Twitter with my headlines? Is there a little Which bit of Which is a huge problem, by the way. We're I'm, in uh, I'm on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I love that. I love that for you. I need you guys to be interested in the written word. I really do. I need you to be interested in how it works. The headline is just to get people's appetite wet, right, for the article that we want them to read. The article is not the headline, and we shouldn't be referencing old things that have already happened. It should be news, right? So the big word in news is new. What about Lynn's wonderful headline about the slap? I mean, the world was riveted. When Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. And, and Lynn, I think you nailed the headline. I, I went home and I told my uh, uh, soon-to-be wife now, due, due to the bun. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. Congrats. 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 Now we're trained. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think my slap article did real well. The uh, 
the title uh Will Smith, Chris Rock, Jada Pinkett Smith, Oscars, other people who were there, Allison Janney, Allison Brie. Uh, Brie was yeah, alphabetically Oscars. listed everybody who was at the Oscars. Well, and then we got sued by Brie because Brie wasn't at the Oscars, right? Is that what happened there? <laughs> That's what happened. That's yeah. right. She sued our pants off, actually, because for, for defamation. Which wasn't the first time because obviously there was the whole issue with um, Who's stinkier, Brie Cheese or Allison Brie? Yes, there that was, was me linking back to my other article, Who's stinkier, Brie Cheese or Allison Brie? I thought we'd get the clicks up if I did that. Right, right. And, I, you know, that was inventive. I will say that, that was, was inventive. I, I, That was the most engagement we've had on an article, yeah. right? Because <laughs> it brought Wasn't out the Brie Cheese heads. <laughs> but obviously. Yeah. They're you know, a ravenous the... bunch. They're a ravenous bunch, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, listen, I just all I'm doing is trying to encourage you guys to spread your wings journalistically, you know, really put some info in the articles. It doesn't all just have to be clickbait. It doesn't all just have to be sort of, you know, grabby. I'm I'm interested in what you guys really have to say. All right. All right. Sam, since you're going to fire me (laughs) by the time I'm I'm done Pitching my idea, I might as well give give you my my uh, my golden goose. Wow, Mitch, that's so kind of you. Wow. I'm not going to fire you. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see about that. All right, so this 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 pitch is uh, this this one is about uh, the housing crisis. Okay, and okay. it is titled "Dom Daniel." Uh, Remember 2009? Well, now it's back. Wake up, bro. It's here. And I don't think you're ready. Wow. What I'm about to tell you. Is that the end? It doesn't look like it. I am seeing more words there on the paper. Yeah. It was too short in my book, I think. <laughs> we had this discussion before. <laughs> you guys pushed me and and I did come up with more. All right. Then I wanna I wanna thank my team for this, okay? There's always more there's always more meat on that bone. <laughs> People living on the streets. Mm-hmm. They mm. they need they need places. They need mm-hmm. families to so. keep. <laughs> Why do we tell each other these lies? Forget it, guys. This isn't a plate of fries. This is the whole hamburger. <laughs> wow. Open up. <laughs> you American babies, it's time to feed. <laughs> Here comes the information gravy train. In your time for me, for me, if this was the first paragraph, I would think it was so interesting. <laughs> I would think it was so good. But it's just the text is too big and too bold. It takes up. We're going to have like. The text is 300 font. Yeah. Three, 300 <laughs> size. Yeah. Right. And I'm no longer going to allow you guys to set the font size on the headlines. That's something that we're going to take back to editorial. Oh, okay? my lawyer will be very interested to hear this news. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with your lawyer. You you can't sue for that. Well, we'll see. 
when you're already going to sue my pants off, what else could be worse? Listen, I'm not going to fire you guys. I don't want to have a adversarial relationship. You know, my bosses are breathing down my neck. I'm just passing along what they're saying. Oh my God. I, I just got a text from my fiance. It looks congratulations. like congratulations. Uh, yeah. Congrats. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, we, we, we're just, we're going to try to make it work. It hasn't been great. It honestly hasn't been great, but we're going to try to make it work. Uh, look. Oh, good. There was. <laughs> what I, didn't, I didn't know that was in the balance. That's yeah, the kind of headline I like to hear when we deliver information. Mm-hmm. This is what the text was about. But, but I do want to emphasize, there's a lot of stuff we do not have in common. There's a lot we disagree on. But for the kid, we're going to try to make it work. I'm getting a text here that there was a... An 8.6 magnitude earthquake in San Francisco. Whoa. It, Who's texting you that? With my fiance. <laughs> fiance. Well, I have all my oh. sorry. I have I'm all so my sorry. notifications silenced other than from my, my beloved. Uh, because if I don't respond right away, she gets pretty pissed, which is a kind of point of contention here. Because <laughs> I need to be me, especially at work. Right, right. It looks like right. the Golden Gate Bridge has collapsed. <gasps> In, well, there's your headline: it, Golden Gate Bridge collapse. Uh, at least 800 dead in one of the most beautiful cities, the Rock. Bullet. Uh, uh, so I married an axe murderer. Some great American films. Uh, all this shot. is getting good. Dirty Harry, yeah. Dirt, uh-huh. Dirty Harry. I didn't even know that. I thought yeah. that was like a western. Nash Bridges. That, even Sam's getting in on it. It's great. I'll put that in the headline. Nash Bridges. <laughs> I don't think we need to put Nash Bridges in the headline. I mean, there is a remake coming out, so that is kind of interesting. With Nash? With Don well, Johnson? A, I think it's a new Nash. No, no, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> See. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you're going to fire me, I like that. (laughs) Have you guys ever been fired? I have. No. Oh, you have? have? Oh, my God. I love fired stories. Tell me. Tell me. It's it's truly heartbreaking. It's really. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, no, it's heartbreaking. (laughs) But But not in like a really, really bad way. But in the sense of like, I really let down my boss. Like. So I, I, when I first moved out to LA, I got like a temp job working for a temp company. So I was a temp at a temp agency. Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, but my, I was like, I worked in the finance department. So all I did was just like get people's checks ready. Um, and like keep track of their, 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 their checks and whether they got it or not. Uh, so it was a really easy job, and my boss was just like, you know, he, for whatever, I don't know how, but he was just like, I saw some of your comedy videos, man, and I just want to say I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm a, a huge supporter, and I, I hope you make it out there. And I was like, oh, that's, that's sweet. And, and so he's just like, if you ever need to go out for, like, an audition, like, just let me know and do it. And so, like... You know, I I started getting like auditions here and there, and I was just like, uh, you know, maybe maybe I can just like 
because you know he he was just like within reason and then like mm-hmm. i started and then, then then i started sneaking out more and more like during my lunch breaks i said i'd go to the bathroom just for like, <laughs> <laughs> to, like <laughs> for that's like, insane i know i know well <laughs> this is why i let him down so it, but also in my mind i was just uh you know, looking back, it was such a little turd. I was just like, I'm going to book this, like, whatever, Tide Pod commercial. <laughs> and life's going to be good. I won't even need this job. I <laughs> need this job. And and so, you know, then they, they started noticing. And just, like, one day, that same boss who was like, I'm such a fan, was like, Mike, come inside my office. Oh, no. And he was just like, I was really rooting for you, Mike. I'm such a huge fan, um, but this obviously isn't going to work out. And I was like, ah, I feel like I just like let down my dad in a way or like right, right. someone who was rooting for me. But uh, that's, that's, well, he, yeah. he wanted to be a fan, but he couldn't be. He couldn't let you leave work. I mean, it's a nice thing to say, but it's unrealistic for this I don't guy. know. How important is that job being a temp at a temp place? <laughs> Incredibly yeah. important. If that doesn't work, the whole house of cards falls it apart. All <laughs> it's like, we can't even hire our own temps. <laughs> How are we able to like farm them out to people? All right, right. It's part of the business pitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's tough. It's really tough to get fired by someone who is like a supporter too. And it's like, yes. But I think also probably his image of the industry is probably like. You'll go out on two auditions a year. You'll get a job on a TV show, and then you'll come right back or something like that. Like I think, I think you're right. I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And then I can we, say in my stories that I knew you or whatever. In my stories, <laughs> I got five. That's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It probably could have been better, just like better communicated somehow. But I guess I didn't. I didn't really understand audition culture all that much because i had just moved here so i really didn't know that like a commercial audition you could wait for almost up to two hours or something like that right so yeah but egg egg on both of our faces (laughs) yeah you didn't understand that to the people running the auditions your life is absolutely worthless uh And you need to be available at any given time within with very little notice and mm-hmm. for as long as they decide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, I think I was maybe you relate to this as a good boy, Mike. Um, but I like the idea of getting fired was so scary to me. So I would never do anything like wrong because I really would never even want to get reprimanded. At a job, um, but I remember that when I finally, like, got a th- uh, the first, like, th- creative thing I could make that allowed me to quit my job at a restaurant, and I put in my two weeks' notice, and in that last two weeks, I was like, oh, I've been hating on this job so much, but the people are nice, and, you know, it's a good place, and, like, there's worse jobs to have, and then on my second to last day, I was standing next to my manager in the kitchen, and he used, like, one of the paper menus and scraped it across my face because I had, like, a 5 o'clock shadow. And he was like, you got to shave before you come in. And I was like, oh, I am so fucking happy that I'm leaving here in two days. <laughs> this is, like, unacceptable behavior. 
Yikes. That's crazy. Like, there could have been a hundred different ways to convey that information. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, restaurant managers are, no offense if any of you are listening, but you might be one of the cool ones, but just the weirdest (laughs) people on all of Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Usually the managers are all right, but the GMs are, like, nuts because they're the people who were, like, yeah, this is the career I want. I want to like be in a restaurant, but not get to do any of the like creative fun stuff of it. Just the stuff where I'm like m- crunching numbers and firing people and, and dealing with like really inconsistent employees. And sitting in like a tiny windowless office yeah. in the very back. You're so right. There has never been a general manager's window at a restaurant that had, <laughs> that had a window. Yeah, because it's also like the lockbox area, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like where they keep the cash. They're like the nastiest little rooms on <laughs> earth is every restaurant office. Yeah, and I feel like they have like not uh, very uh, like personalities that really just like rub you the wrong way. Like I remember I had one who was just like, bro, what's up, bro? Like super, you know, dropping bros left and right, like giving me, giving me handshakes and like whatever, fist bumps. And then like would, you know, on, on, on a dime would be like, uh, you know, you're, you're, it it was a bakery. Like you're cutting these breads like way too short and just like, (laughs) like real, like threatening almost. So it's just like, I always felt very unsettled because it was like <laughs> you you didn't need to be, you know, this fake bro dude and then just like turn on a dime and just like it's almost like somewhere in like business school or restaurant school or somewhere along the line. Someone taught them like this is this is like how you manage like this is how you manage <laughs> like the scum like you got to be their friend and then you got to like. Turn it on or something like that. <laughs> this is how you manage the scum. Is like exactly how it feels. Yes, it's very, exactly how it feels. Very condescending. Um, uh, mm, I don't have a scene. I was about to start a scene, and I just I know don't I thought I had everybody. one. <laughs> what was it? What was your idea? Um, it was just gonna like try to start a character like that, but not in a restaurant. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't like it. Here, well, let's see. Let's see what, what maybe I can do something. All uh, right, Kim, yeah. beautiful. Nice. Hey, uh, Doc. Um, can can we get this appointment over quickly? I'm kind of. I told my job I'm on like a bathroom break. Um, to go to this doctor's appointment. Um, but I actually only need this doctor's appointment so that you could t- give me something to tell my job that I can't be there even longer than this bathroom break. Well, I, I, I'd, I'd love to go as fast as possible, um, um, but it is a full physical, so there, there's some stuff we have to look at, and of course, you did your blood work, and uh, um, I am looking at it, and there's a few things to be concerned about. Oh, that's great. A concern where I miss work a bunch? <laughs> well, um, uh, you know, it, we'll have to do some tests. I, I'm seeing that you're, um, you, there's a good cholesterol and a bad cholesterol, and you're, you're, you're um, you're Skip pretty to lo- the end. Skip to the end part. I. This is information you really need to know because do you remember last year when you came in and, and it was because and you were 
I think you were trying to get out of dinner plans, and so you actually, uh, yeah, you needed a note for that. But, yeah. Uh, well, the note I gave you was that you were pre-diabetic, and right. now you, it, it has moved to a point where you are you have become diabetic. You, I, I think you wrote off some of my advice last year. Okay, amazing. Diabetic. That means you know. Can you can I, I ask can what t- your job is? I don't know if we talked about this before. Uh, yeah, I'm a uh, substitute substitute teacher. So if the sub can't go out, in, uh, then I go. Yeah, I stepped out on a whole class of kids. I told them I had to take a huge <laughs> shit. So let's take this. Let's go quick, buddy. What I age? Gotta get back. Well, I don't, what age? Uh, like five to seven. You know, they clump them all in. It's one of those charter schools. They do stuff weird out there. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, my instinct because I have a five year old and I would want them to be left alone in class is to let you go and to schedule another appointment. But you're not going to be able to get off work with because you're diabetic. A lot of people live with diabetes, especially as a substitute teacher. You know, substitute, substitute. Anyway, I told the seven year olds to watch the five year olds, so we got a little <laughs> bit more time. And I said a huge shit, so we can run some more tests to find something maybe worse wrong if we can. Um, well, there, there's a, there is something else to be concerned about, and, and um, it, it's the. Did you see the dermatologist I sent you to? Oh yes, any doctor I can, I visit on my bathroom breaks. Okay, well that um, that um, mole that we looked at, I'm looking at the notes here, and it looks like it is it's skin cancer, which is yeah. not something to be incredibly concerned about. But you're going to want to get that removed because that, okay. that can turn into something worse. That's a, that's melanoma. But if I keep it on, then I have to never leave my house, which means can't go out to go to work. Well, if I keep that on, if you keep the mole on. OK, I remember this last year. You asked if there was an anti sunscreen, right? Is that what you yep. said? That Ripped would- it all over my bod. <laughs> And I said, I guess olive oil, but not really. And now looking at you yeah. now, I think you heard the first part, but not the second part. Yeah, I did the olive oil. I'm a slippery queen. <laughs> I would not want you teaching my kids looking at you right now. I, this, uh, look, um, I don't teach them. I'm a sub sub. I like pop on a movie and I take a huge shit, a.k.a. go to the doctor. <laughs> what movie are you showing to five to seven year olds? Can I ask? Bambi. Okay. <laughs> Nothing awful. <laughs> some, I mean, it's. A, I don't know when you should watch that movie because it's sad at the end. It's a little dark. You have to deal with death. You need an adult around to kind of explain it to you. Whoa! I never processed any of that. Shoot. Do I got any uh, Bambi type diseases I could go home with here? <laughs> You do have Lyme disease. I am looking at this, and it does look yes. like you have Lyme disease. Well, that's not good. No, this is Sounds a life. promising. There are only a few things that would make it so you don't have to work at all. It would be something okay. contagious. It would be something that makes you immobile. Uh, and right now, the things that you have uh, are, are not that. It's stuff that you can live with, but you have to manage it. It's all uh, stuff you have to manage. Doctor, doctor, mm-hmm. uh, I have one flu shot for the patient. Ah, uh, yes, come on in. All right, here we go. We're just going to line you up right here. I'm, hey, trust trust me, I'm one of the best, okay? Jimmy, Jimmy's the best at giving shots, so you're not going to feel a thing here, okay? So just look the other Jimmy. way. Okay, Excuse I don't me. remember ordering this flu shot, Jim, because if I catch the flu, technically that's a couple days out of work, you know what I mean? Oh, you know, it. well, it's just standard seasonal flu, uh... Everyone gets it, but you can you can opt out if you want. But it seems like you work for uh, the state of California as a substitute substitute. 
Absolutely. Jimmy it's does his uh, work and the, research. Huh? The, the flu shot is actually required for uh, working in, in for the state of California. So if you don't mind <sighs> me jabbing this little guy in here, trust me, Jimmy's the best. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy's right. the best. So just take, okay. t- go, take a deep breath, look away. And okay. we're in. <sighs> in. Here we go. And we're out. And don't worry, Jimmy threw in a couple extra um, vaccinations in there uh, on what? the house. Yeah, what don't does that worry. Mean? You're gonna be you're gonna be healthy healthier than 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 a, a newborn baby. Okay. No, no. Oh my. That man, <sighs> I swear to God, that man's a serial killer. I swear to God, that's a, that man's a serial killer. I shouldn't say this. I, he's not even out of earshot. I think I should, I should wait. Real <laughs> Doctor, it's so good seeing you. <laughs> Lunch sometime, Jimmy. Not in front of the patients. This is just a. Well, listen, I'm 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 on that hustle. I'm hoping to become like you someday. So I'm pick your brain. You notice how he has the same hair and sunglasses and sunglasses. (laughs) Oh, Miss Kimia, thank God you're back. Oh, I was making loud, convincing noises in the bathroom the whole time. Perfect. Your cover is totally safe. Amazing, amazing. Here is. A uh, bag of Jolly Ranchers, as promised. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go off campus anymore for lunch, and this is the only way I get anything other than that cafeteria slop. Hey, you did great, Jakey. No problem. All right. Uh, well, I'll uh, call you if I need this again, but I think I should head back to the... <laughs> Who knows what's happening in there? Five and seven-year-olds, Bambi on? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, just let me know if you need any other odd jobs. If you need to run out of the class, I can... You know, make it seem like you're still there. It's perfect. Okay. Who goes there? Who uh, dares enter the the room of the five year olds? Oh, guys, it's me. I'm back. Halt. What? Okay. Halt. I've halted. What is your age? I've halted. That's not nice. You don't. You can't ask me that. Are you five? Mm. No, I'm, we have an I'm adult. A... No entry. No entry for what? the adults. We have taken over the room. Okay, you know what? This after is, uh... Bambi's mom died, we realized Uh-oh. the impermanence of life and that it Uh-oh. must be grabbed by the little deer balls. Oh God! Did you say little deer balls? You're either the hunter or the hunted, Miss Kimia. And the oh, five-year-olds geez. will not be hunted like Bambi's mother. Oh, boy. Okay, this ugh, upside, downside, upside, I could leave. I don't want to be here anyway. Uh, downside, what have I done to all of these five to seven-year-olds? Uh, <clears throat> you guys, look, you're totally fine. That was just a movie. You're going to let me back in. Everything's going to be totally okay. Don't worry. Was Did you? someone cock a gun in there? Well, I made a gun out of rubber bands and paper clips. And I caught oh, that. With your mouth. You went, okay, great. Oh, phew. For a second there. These uh, things are still good dicking eye out. Okay. It was a pretty long number two, Miss Kimia. Yeah. Yeah. We started to get to thinking after the first hour. Okay. Is she really coming back? Is she lying to us? If adults can lie, can we? 
Uh-oh. Okay, look, I understand. Um, I understand how you're feeling. And this is actually a lot of, look what I've done. Look what I've taught you guys. You guys are having huge mental leaps for five-year-olds. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to pat myself on the back here, but I should. Uh, I, I was in line. If you went into, if anyone took a bathroom break, they heard the grunting. If anyone was in there, that the was grunting me. grunting was so clearly Jeremy. <laughs> I, how would you know that? Because he's in the back laughing with a bag of Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> you bought it. You all bought it. Okay. Wow. See. Really. <laughs> oh. That's, uh, that felt like a personal attack. Uh, <laughs> he was so happy to give a shot to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me, little Jimmy, and everyone loves my shots. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, my I, I got a little desk fan because it get, this part of my house is maybe the hottest part in the whole house when I'm doing improv, and it died. And I'm so sweaty now, so I'm fussing with it. Oh my god! There we go. Plugged it back. We're getting into sweaty season. That's for sure. Mm. Are we a fan I of always, sweaty season? No, I, I, I'm a big fan of summer. Uh, I'm a big fan of summer, but I hate being hot at my house. Like, I like the ability to go out and summer makes me feel, like, optimistic and mm -hmm. joyful and all that stuff. But when I'm at home running the air conditioner and just hot anyway, I, I'm pretty miserable. I kind of run hot, you know? Mike, what was it like at UCB New York in the summer? Because UCB LA, we had, like a three-year period where July, you, like, you wouldn't want to do a show in July almost because you would leave absolutely drenched. And it was really? when they started these Herald Friday matinees, so you could have a show at, like, 4.30 uh, p.m., um, and it would you would just be so uncomfortable. But I also yeah. look back at that with a little bit of, like, romanticism now. Right. <laughs> Wait. I mean, maybe my memories. Fuzzy. Wait, so there's no AC at UCB Franklin? Uh, they added one a, a few years ago. They had like, like a bad one that didn't work, yeah. but it's like, it's it's basically a warehouse, UCB Franklin. It's like, including like, sure. it's all the behind the restaurant areas. So it's mm -hmm. hard to trap cool air in there. Yeah. Is your memory that it was too chilly? Did we have some <laughs> experiences? I was freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I remember, I honestly, I think it was a similar experience, but it was just always hot in New York of just like sticky, humid, hot weather, like wherever you went. But I, I guess I don't remember it being like, oh, this is worse than any other time. I think the weather was just like so extreme there that I'm, I'm like... The, like being in that whatever basement was just like, okay, this is just like slightly better than whatever it is outside. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like it's either like slightly warmer or slightly cooler, but I remember it being just like in the middle. Whenever I go to New York in the summer, I am kind of like in disbelief that like 10 million people live there or something. Cause I'm like, it is oppressively hot. Like, 
I just kind of feel nasty all day. And I don't know if everybody else feels that way because they're just walking around like it's fine. Mm -hmm. But I feel like sweaty and stinky. And I'm like, does everybody notice me? (laughs) Like I get very, very self-conscious. And I can't imagine so many people are just happily doing that. Well, your smell is probably covered up by the smell of the hot garbage on the the streets. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's true. Yes. That's true. They blend quite nicely. Yeah. New York is pretty, I don't know. I'm not, I'm from LA, so... I don't want to get into it, but is New York a trash planet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It pretty it much is. Like it. Well, okay. in in fairness to what both of you are saying, I do feel like, like looking back, <clears throat> like you can get by in New York if you're like you're in your early 20s or extremely rich. Because yeah. either of those, you can like block out all the kind of like dis- truly disgusting things, truly like <laughs> horrendous, <laughs> like unbelievable that this is a, you know, quote unquote, first world country, the mega <laughs> metropolis where like, you know, the, the, the cradle of American civilization exists. It is a disgusting place. But if you're in your early 20s, it's truly like, I don't care. Like, I I, tr- I truly felt that way of, like, you know, like, I I feel like I'm a character on Girls. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Every time I'm in New York, it does feel so special. It feels like, oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. I, I can't even be, I'm not even, I don't even believe I'm allowed to be here almost. You do yeah. feel like, mm. I don't know. And then being out here in L.A., I didn't feel that initial like specialness of like, wow, here I am. But like now, now I just have a general like appreciation of like living here. Mm-hmm. It's it's so it's not not this like fantasy version. It's more like, oh, this, you know, this part of L.A. is nice. Like I like being in this one part here and, it, you know, I just like feel like a, a, a consistent good. Yeah. You're talking about Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love spending money on Gucci. Uh, uh-huh. Lobbying the government Rodeo to never morning. let any public transportation into your area. <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. Beverly Hills does that? They're like anti-help? Oh, yeah. There's a huge thing. Like, the whole city could be markedly improved if you yeah. could run a metro through Beverly Hills, because then you could get to like Westwood, the ocean, all that stuff. Um, But they don't want it because it means that you'd be bringing like anybody who rides a train into Beverly Hills. Oh my God. Right. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, That is interesting. I I, I never thought about it until you were kind of talking about it, Mike, that like when you land in New York on a plane and you get, uh, you take the cab to wherever you're going or whatever, the, the, the subway, you you you're in New York and you can feel it. You can like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're amongst the people. You you could go like into anywhere and kind of you get the New York experience. You land in L.A. and it's like, okay, where's the Hollywood sign? And it's like, well, it's kind of two and a half hours from where you are here, and it's just a picture. <laughs> like you just yeah. kind of drive to a street and take it. It's like, what right. about the Walk of Fame? And it's like, well, it's also kind of hard to get to. And once you're there, it's like unless you want to go to like. Shitheads Cantina. There's not much to do there. <laughs> Shitheads is honestly, they got a new manager and it's really good. Oh, good. <laughs> Turn things around. Shitheads is nice now. 
What am I thinking of there? That it's called like the bucket something or like the rusty bucket. Oh What's yeah, it? the rusty mold. Yeah, rusty mold. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Yes, on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like New York, there, it's like you could go to Central Park. Or I had a brain fart. I was like, it's called Central Park, right? Did I just you make did that great. place? It out? is Central Park. <laughs> 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 uh, what were you saying, Kimya? Sorry. I, I was saying, okay, both in New York and LA, it, here's something that I worry about that maybe I don't need to waste my worry space on. But there are so many little pizza places. Um, and I'm like, how is, how is anyone going to each of these equally? Like, how are they all surviving? Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same tiny pizza place. And I'm like, Ugh, there's no way you make enough money to still be open here. Right. Cause there's one next door to you. That's also a pizza place. <laughs> and everything is $1. It's like yeah. a dollar. You got to have a million people come through. Right. Yeah. How do you afford these New York rents? Yeah. Yeah, well, the economics of owning a business in either of these cities doesn't make any sense. Because in L.A., especially if you drive down Santa Monica, it's like this is either a front or they got in on some rent with a landlord who is like on death's door. And they, they, they're just because it's like not that many people are doing like Zumba or getting their nails done right here. Or like 75 cent donuts. Yeah. Seems like you would have to yeah. sell 10 million yeah. donuts to survive <laughs> and pay rent. I don't know. I think I think a handful of them are fronts. Like that's that's what I have. I don't quote me on this, but I am gonna say that's what I have heard. <laughs> <laughs> Cash business. Right. That was I want to know how the front thing works. That was yeah, the whole I mean, thing with like, um well, so what I've learned is uh from, from a cop. Was that like, there are some, you know, this is a very specific industry, but like from, there's some parking lots that you just never see. There are never any cars any there, there, and, and it's just always empty. And so what they do is whatever, some shady person owns it. And when they report like whatever their profits or whatever they have to report, they, they fit the numbers of how many cars were there. And then they take whatever laundered money, you know, mm. illegal money, they take that and use that as the quote unquote profit so they can launder it and write mm. that off as their like, you know, taxes. And right. so it comes out clean, apparently. Right. I want to meet those people and be like, hey, could me and like my 10 friends park here? Like, <laughs> it's just so hard. <laughs> right. And we'll also pay you. We'll pay you you can too. also make money off yeah. the party. You can make, yeah, actual money off it, yeah. I won't ask any questions, but I just, you can't hold this parking <laughs> space. It's so hard to park here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, hi. Uh, hi. Uh, I'm Steve. I have a sit down, um, with somebody here. Um, I think it might be the gentleman in the back kind of hunched over eating pasta. Is that, is that slippery Al? Yeah. Yeah. That's Al. Well, that's Al in the back. Uh, what, what's your meeting about? He doesn't go by slippery Al. I was calling him that on the phone. Well, he, he does, okay. but just, you know, he doesn't like to hear it in person. Well, I just, uh, noticed here that, um, you know, you got this beautiful restaurant uh, space. There's not much going on here. And I just, uh, mm-hmm. I've got a, a, a group and we do, are you familiar with long form improv? No. 
Okay, well, it's like um, we do little <laughs> scenes and comedy plays um, uh, on stage for audiences, but we, okay. we need a space to practice. And I noticed you oh. just kind of have an empty space here that's not being used most of the day. I was wondering if we could rent it, you know. Well, it's for Tolly's. It's an Italian restaurant. Yeah, it's, but I, that, no offense, know, we're but not a practice is it? Nobody, I, I've walked by here a bunch. Nobody's ever here. You're closed from like 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. and from 6 p.m. to like midnight. You said you saw Slippery in the back. He's eating pasta. Yeah, yeah, but. It's a pasta restaurant. Okay. <laughs> Tell me he's not eating pasta. No, he's eating pasta back there. I think my school goes to, my kid goes to school with his son. I think <laughs> I think his really? son yeah, I think his son does a little noise making in the bathroom for teachers on this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, Listen, if you what, what was if your you name? have I'm an sorry, appointment, I didn't get your I, name? Uh, my name's Marshall. Hi, Marshall. I have one appointment for four thirty. Is that you? Um is it under Steven? It's uh, it is okay, yeah, yeah. Steven. And is it does it All say right. what it's regarding? You can put regarding long form improv practice space. <laughs> okay, regarding <laughs> long form improv. Now you guys have microphones. You see? No, no, no. This is all. Well, we get loud and we get silly, but no, it's it's all our own voices. Yeah, we do breath work and some voice work, so it's not it's not breath work. That sounds pretty weird. Well, um, you know, all are you a fan of? I don't know, Steve Carell. Uh, I don't really watch media at all. What do you watch? You like sports? Yeah, I watch golf on Sunday all day. My man. <laughs> <laughs> I watch golf on Sunday and nothing else. You got to expand your horizons. There's a lot of very exciting stuff going on out there. All right, listen, I'm going to let you back there. Okay. Do not ask any questions about if this is real. <laughs> it's real. Okay. It's an Italian restaurant. He might be able to rent the space. He might not. I don't know. All right. I, I'm sorry if I came off as aggressive here. Um, what do we do here? No, you came off as a sweet little weirdo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take you back there, too. Is him. the kitchen open? But before I go back, is the kitchen open? Of course. Uh, of course the kitchen's could open. I get? It's an Italian restaurant that is real and running. All right. Could I get like a, a I don't know, just something so that we, when we're sitting across from each other, we're both eating, you know, like a. For your meeting? You want you want to bring some food to the meeting? Yeah. I don't know. Isn't that because he's got his big pasta. I feel like, it, you know. All I, right. I, we'll get an order of garlic bread and some meatballs up for you. No noodles? <laughs> I'll throw some noodles Thank in if you'd you. like. You're very you're kind. Welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, head on back. Hi. Okay. Sit, boy. Sit. Let me I see am. you. Come here and let me see you. Oh, yeah, okay. Let me see your face. Hi. It's yeah. too dark. It's too dark here. Come it's on. really dark here, is it? I can see you. Yeah, I'm pretty close you're, to you now, yeah. You're a good boy. You're a good boy, aren't you? Um, <laughs> sorry, I just got very anxious. Um, Don't be anxious. What do you want? Uh, well, it's nice to meet you. You're, you're, slip, uh, you're, you're Al? Yeah, I'm Al. Uh, I'm Steve. This is a real business, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I got a, a order of a garlic knots and meatballs and some noodles on the side. <laughs> Oh, hey, hey, boss, 
it's just me. I'm just bringing out the foods that this guy says you he wants. Oh, we're my all God. good. <laughs> <laughs> little Peter, you scared the hell out of me. Sorry. You were sneaking up on me, little Peter. I mean, I'm pretty tiny. <laughs> you call me little it's Peter not for a reason. Name. Yeah, hi. You can't even see above the table here. Little Alrighty. Peter, I, 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 little Peter, I, I, I don't want to hold you for too long. I'm going to pitch this to Al also, but do you feel like you have any creative energy inside of you that's waiting to come out? <laughs> Me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm feeling an energy here. You're uh, immediately. I'm interested in you. Wow, uh, boss, do you mind if I take a second to answer this question? Sure, I got pussy. I always thought there was something inside of me, you know. I always felt a little different than the rest of my family. You know, they're all out here um, owning a restaurant. And uh, I'm here just, you know, trying to get by. I do a little poetry sometimes. Wow. Well, I do a little poetry of the mind. And which I guess you could say is what poetry is already. But uh, uh, let, let me give you my card. Um and uh, it, it hit me up sometime if you'd like to expand your horizons. It you may just even wrote happen. your number on a napkin? Well, yeah, yeah. And you called it a card? <laughs> well, if you use your imagination, this is something you'll learn. Anything can be anything. It's called space work, but I didn't need to write a real number down here just for you. So. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thanks. Uh, have a good meeting and enjoy our delicious food from our family restaurant. Okay. This looks Ugh. almost exactly like a kid's cuisine. I microwave myself. <laughs> what you don't? You don't like my my mother's oh. my mother's pasta? Come it come it come it come, it come in the little little plastic container with the little little shrink wrap on there, just like mama, just like mama used to make. Mama used to make it back back in <laughs> back in the back in the hometown. Oh, I didn't mean to offend. I had no idea. I feel like that's maybe like my upper middle class. Like I, I didn't really grow up. Yeah, you don't know the streets, kid. <laughs> okay, yeah. Al, you watch, I, you watch, you watch The Godfather. I did. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Would you say I it's like accurate? Al Pacino. To, you like Pacino? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great in The Godfather, or just in general. He's you no, know, he's great in everything. But I first discovered him in The Godfather. Can I ask? Because you see. <laughs> at what, wait, at what age did you discover Al Pacino the Godfather? Well, <laughs> I'm 78, okay. and I first watched The Godfather two years ago no. at the young, bright age of 76. No, you never saw The Godfather. You never saw an Al Pacino movie. All right. Uh, no. What? How am I supposed to keep? There's too much media these days. I don't watch any media. I just watch the golfs on Sundays, and now I watch my Al Pacino movies. Well, I my Al Pacino st stories. Oh yes, and they are stories, aren't they? Well, I think we will really have something to talk about here, Slippery Al, because I think just what this place needs. We have the same name. That's why I like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good yeah <laughs> it's cool <laughs> um what i was okay so uh so you said you got us a space lined up and everything and the guy that rents the space also wants to coach us 
Yeah, I said he, uh, he's coaching us, and also his cousin is going to maybe sit in with the on the practice group. It's, oh, we have been looking for a space for so long. I'm down to try whatever. Yeah, and we won't be getting complaints from the neighbors anymore or anything like that. We'll be able to do all the warm-ups and we'll be as loud as quiet as we want. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, all right, uh, Ryan. Hey, guys, I'm so excited to be here. Be nice. Be nice to him. Be nice to him. Yeah, be nice to me. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry, Al, you didn't have a pit bull when I met you before, just sitting next to you like that. I'm, I'm a little... Uh... It's my weekend. Okay, everyone, we have warm-ups to do. So divorce let's get warmed up. Everyone talk about your, your favorite Al Pacino moment. Go ahead. Um, uh, well, it's guess... improv, right? Um... <laughs> You're right. You're right. We should all we should all have uh, this. The first um, thing that pops into my mind, or did you have one, Ryan? I feel like I interrupted. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I I was just going to say hua. You know when he says hua from Son of a I Woman. Don't, I don't remember that. Okay, well that's just my favorite moment. <laughs> okay. Next one. Um, Ryan kind of took mine to be honest. Um, uh, but God, I, there's so many. Well, Based on, I guess, my knowledge of you, Slippery Al, I'll say it's probably in The Godfather when he grabs Fredo and he says, I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. And he kisses him. He kisses his brother. And it's kind of the kiss of death, right? I don't remember that. Well, Al, why don't you give us your favorite favorite moment? (laughs) I'm coaching you. Fine. I'll lead by example. Uh, my favorite moment is when he goes, he goes, he goes, family. Oh, no. Mm. I think that's Vin Diesel, maybe. (laughs) He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, it's all about family. Hey, right. don't correct him. It's definitely Vin Diesel. You're right. Because I think You're he's right. built a lot of the last two years of his life on thinking of Vin Diesel as Al Pacino. <laughs> okay, it's little Peter's turn. Little Peter, show him, show him, show him what's in your heart. <clears throat> Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Uh-huh. Thou art more beautiful and more temperate. I love my family. My family and I are all I have. My family, though dark-rooted, is actually more truth-telling than you might believe. And that is what I have up my sleeve. Improv. Wow. 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 You, did you, that was really good. Should, should we play across from him here as coach? Is this a scene or was that just kind of a character monologue? It was a poem. It's a poem. I'm not the coach. Okay, well, in improv, we sort of do scenes and we sort of um, play with each other. And generally, the audience just says one word at the top. Okay. Family, go. (laughs) Uh, All right. um, Well, welcome. uh, It's good to see everybody at the Henderson family reunion. It's been so long since I saw you, cousin uh, Arnold. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I am here and you are here, too. 
Cousin Arnold. Oh, crazy and Pam here. I'm glad we did this at the Olive Garden. My dog is getting angrier. <laughs> he really is. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, well, it's good we did a family reunion at the Olive Garden because when you're here, you're family. Aunt Pam, I'm glad to see you're still a huge fan of your poems. How's your husband, Aunt Pam? There once was a man from Nantucket, and he said he'd like a bucket. But when we gave him one, he poured in the water, and then he started to fuck it. Oh, man. (laughs) That was interesting. It took some twists and turns that I didn't didn't see coming. That was really interesting. Peter's a genius. It it, it all comes from his his heart. It's my poetry. It's it's his poetry. So so do you you know... You know, like a. Do you guys? You guys know, like a, like a Steven Spielberg or um, uh, or a, a Al Pacino. Uh, Oh, Al is my name. That's why I like it. That was so funny. What a realization. You realize that? It's <laughs> <laughs> a big realization. It is. Um, uh, I didn't have anything to say. Sometimes I just say I'm to fill the space, and that was mm. one of those times. Yeah, something's got to fill the space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have tried to get better at not doing that and just like being okay with being in a space with less so when you're like hosting a show and it's like well you have to talk Mm -hmm. but um when you're just like hanging out with someone like on a road trip or like just like uh to me i I drove to santa monica yesterday with somebody and that was not a road trip but i called it a road trip (laughs) (laughs) um but it used to be to me like oh if you're not talking it means something is wrong like mm. that is bad. They're mad if I'm not. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've like really had to work on like just sometimes you can just be sitting near somebody and it's not that you don't have mm-hmm. like nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that's nice. nice. I like yeah, quiet company great. when when you get to that place with someone where you're like, oh, we're secure in our whatever. I don't need to convince you to like me anymore. It, I just have like such a deep, I guess, anxiety probably about it that like I. I I, in those moments, start filling it with, like, that this means something is wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe we're out of things to talk about to each other. It's like, we're not close enough to each other, and now we're really feeling it. Or, like, why can't I just share something about myself? Like, it's always that, like, it's bad instead right. of just okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's deep. Thank you. I think uh, I'm, I feel the same spiral, but I'm the person that's, like, uh, why am I so quiet right now? Like, I, I feel like I should be, like, saying more. Like, like I'm weirdly okay with the quiet, but I uh, get in my head and just like, I probably should be saying something. Like, that, that's what I get in my head about. So yeah. maybe maybe we wouldn't be a good pair for that, that road trip to Santa Monica. We just <laughs> I think we would. We... about it. When when you and yeah we've never driven to Santa Monica but I like when we were shooting American Princess I feel like we had some nice little talks with each other didn't those we? were up really the, nice up in the yeah deserts of wherever that was I think it was Simi Valley I want to say mm. I, it was well, next to the Ronald Reagan Library from what I remember 
Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Because you were really excited about that. Oh boy. <laughs> You're into his tax ideas. They trickle down, baby. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you guys finally read my talking points all at once. <laughs> to get to in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so. <laughs> we're not going to help you here. <laughs> Wait, is, so the Reagan Library is like in Southern California, close by? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's in the Deep Valley out there. Like, mm-hmm. Why'd they put it up somewhere? there? Is he from oh. there or just because he was like an actor? He, uh, he's from California, I want to say. Well, because he was an actor and then he was the governor. And then. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He was Mike, Mike pretending to just have You're it all come really to coming through. <laughs> you really well, know a lot about Reagan, or you just well, no. I mean, I, you? I studied history, so this is like my like very okay. very loose knowledge of what I remember. Um, but I don't know why he chose specifically Simi Valley. But I know it's like very conservative out there. There's like a lot of cops and like firefighters and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you so ever, think, that yeah. history thing makes me think, like, do you ever, I, I, I wish I had a good specific example, but sometimes I get into, a, a, like, a political argument or a conversation with somebody who it, it will turn out is clearly more informed than I am. And it's like, I still believe what I believe to be true, but you clearly really looked into it. And I, it, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it happens a lot with, like, conservative shit poster type people. Mm-hmm. Where they will just have, and kind of liberal ones also, like they will have their like series of like facts and talking points, and it's like, oh, all I know is how I feel, and it's that this person seems wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't go by, by past like facts, the first two facts that come right. to my mind. Yeah, I was I talking mean, to a friend of ours, uh-huh. uh, and he, it was about like Obama, and I was like, I feel like liberals like it's become like kind of cool to just hate obama and he was like well you know and he listed like a bunch of stuff negative stuff about like his post presidency and was like you know when the nba protested in the bubble after the um um uh george floyd uh killings obama like like the the billionaire owners of the teams called obama and was like hey can you call lebron and tell them to play and he did. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this. And I also have no way to prove that it's true or not. So now I just kind of can't <laughs> talk about this conversation anymore. Also crazy yeah. that they just have a line to each other. Like Obama and LeBron just chat about big decisions. Well, we're just deciding that this maybe is true. But how are we going to know <laughs> right, right, right. what <laughs> this even happened? Uh, Obama right. probably like his whoever like his agent is because Obama has an agent that does his Netflix deals mm-hmm. is like, oh, I'll just call I LeBron's thought, agent. An agent to make him president? An agent for the president? <laughs> we're going to get you the biggest gig in town. Baby, Obama, Barry. <laughs> I got you an awesome audition. <laughs> like, you will have to read. <laughs> Does it have to be America? Do you want to be America president? Or because I can get you. Uh... Doesn't pay a lot, but great exposure. <laughs> uh, yeah, there I go again. I didn't like the silence. So I said, uh. It's okay. I it's get okay. it. I Somebody like, on Reddit I like... said, I say, um, too much. 
No. Uh, and that they don't like my mouth noises. Oh. <laughs> wow. I've, I haven't gotten to that point where, oh. you know, people know me well enough where they're like, I can't stand the way he like looks at, you know, people or something like that, <laughs> you know, like noticing yeah. your little ticks. So I'm, I guess I'm thankful. I, I, there's a part of me, you know, we're all in this to, you know, gain some sort of notoriety, but there is also a part of me that is like terrified of the idea of fame. Like it is like a mm-hmm. pretty terrifying concept. Like I once read a quote from Justin Bieber who said, Oh boy. In regards to fame, he was like, I do not wish this upon anyone. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, Uh, I I, I have the idea that, like, I want my work to be famous, but I don't want anyone to know my off off stage or off camera self. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't seek to know millions of people. That's not, that doesn't sound. That sounds like a wild. It sounds so absurd and surreal to me. Yes. Right. Right. It's very particular for me because I like <clears throat> I know in my heart that I like like who I am and that I, I I like like I'm a good person. So like people can't really hurt me with that. And I generally think that I know when I'm funny and when I'm not. So that's okay. But it's like those little things that are out of your control that someone notices mm-hmm. that you don't even know is a problem that that become like right. Oh no, that bums me out. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, That's why I said, "Oh no," because you're just saying your ums. You're just you moving your mouth, and someone's like, "Well, those mouth sounds and that um," and you're like, "Oh god, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just right. existing." Right. That's awful. It's like, the weird thing is that you listen to me talking to a microphone, not that you hear what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're going to hear my mouth. Yeah. There it goes. What you're listening to? Yeah, yeah there it goes. Oh, I'm Gross. really. <laughs> Excuse me. I wonder if that's really what Bieber was talking about. Was just the mouth sounds and stuff. The mouth sounds that he makes. Yeah. (laughs) When I was a little boy in Oklahoma or whatever, I could make mouth sounds and nobody cared. (laughs) Um. Well, I for one can say that I am so happy. That uh, you all did the Q&A for this movie. I, I mean, we all loved the film. Uh, another round of applause for everybody that worked on it. Yeah. And um, uh, we, we, we're now opening it up for, I have some questions prepared, but we wanted to open it up for some audience questions because that's always uh, fun for everybody. And just so you, um, uh, first I should introduce you. We have the star of the movie. Um, this is Sam Wilson. Um, thanks for being here, Sam. Yeah, no uh, problem. And of course, uh, <laughs> uh, we have uh, um, Sam's uh, uh, partner and co-star. This is the third movie you've made together. That's uh, that's Will Ryan. Hey, how's it going, guys? And I, of course, am novelist um, Sean. I don't know why I have to say all the names. I, I don't know why I put myself in that position, but I'm You're moderating, Sean. You're moderating. <laughs> it's one of the worst things that, uh, that I am at. And the one thing that I'm worst at is <laughs> just saying people's names. But anyway, I'm Sean, and um, I, 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 I want to open this up, to, but thanks again for being here. Uh, happy to be here. We're happy to send out a new Will Sam production for everybody. <laughs> Will and Sam, here to take any questions. Will and Sam, Sam and Will. Here we are, baby. I have a question. Yeah, we've already got a question right here. Okay, great. 
Um, and that is, uh, it says here your name is um, uh, Andrew. It's on the paper. <laughs> McDonald. That's right. My name is Andrew McDonald, and I just want to say thank you guys so much for making another amazing movie. I loved <clears throat> the third act reveal, but what I really want to ask about is Sam. When you're acting, do you realize that you're always like touching your nose? You know what I mean? You're always like touching your nose or touching your eye. I just feel like it's really distracting. And I was wondering if you were doing that on purpose or to like, to like neg the audience. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, well, I guess this is actually, whoa. Um, give me a minute. I didn't, I've never, I don't think I knew that about, uh, myself. Um, it's not something I'm doing on purpose. I'm just performing, you know? Um, (laughs) even right now you're touching your eye. You're nervous. Um, yeah. Uh, that's just me existing. Uh, that's just me as a, as a person out here. You know, I'm not, you, you said you felt negged by me touching my nose and my eye. Yeah. I felt like you were like trying to annoy us. Um, no, that's just, you know, being a person. All right, next cue. Anyone got another different kind of question? Something about the movie? All right. Maybe. Thank you, Sam, for answering that one. I'm going to say I regret right now. Instead of vetting the questions, I just vetted everyone's names. That's all I have on the note cards here. But we'll hope that um, uh, a lot of what we want to know is about the process of the movie, maybe. And, and, yeah. and you know, just yeah. the creative process, because you two are so prolific. Um, you're obviously coming off of your awesome Golden Globe nomination last year. And mm-hmm. so just excited. Just a nom. Yep, and uh, you got to nom the last year of the Golden Globes before they canceled them. But, you know, it's still something. All right. um, uh, Another question out there, anybody? Yeah. Okay. And this is, um, let's see here on my paper here. This is, put my glasses on. Um, Martin uh, Androvsky. That's right. My name is Martin, and I just had a question about the cinematography. Oh, great. Perfect. Yeah. Was it supposed to be so shaky? Oh, that's Was the it supposed end. to be all shaky? Because it's it's hard to see you guys. It feels like you're pranking the audience. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. Martin? To be clear, I didn't like the film. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Um, separate from the shaky camera or I just couldn't get past it. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that was an artistic choice made by our cinematographer, Francois, uh, D. Grop. And, um, he is an acclaimed cameraman, cinematographer, you know, artist. And that was a choice to create kind of this chaotic, uh, mood to help tell the story of this mental breakdown. He also Is kept like yelling, a... I'm so cold <laughs> the whole time we were shooting the movie. Um, but I'm sure that's separate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was wondering about that because it made it into the cut a lot. There's someone off screen saying they're cold. It was an artistic and I also choice. Have another... I know he wasn't here, but I was wondering, is that like a nickname? Francois, like... Like the grump? <laughs> the grump, yeah. Uh, the grump because when he was making his artistic choice of being cold, he would always be mothering, oh, this damn weather. Oh, 
Well, if only it was two degrees warmer, I wouldn't be just grumpy. That's all he wanted. Huh. That's all he wanted. Well, um, so it seems like some of the feedback here is that the movie's not working, which is interesting. I, I was really <laughs> moved by the mental breakdown, and I felt a little bit um, unsettled by not knowing if the I'm so cold was happening, like, in my own head or, uh, yeah. or if it was actually the film. So it, it ended up working for me, and um, uh, I'm sorry it didn't work for you, Martin Androvsky. <clears throat> Excuse me. To be clear, the the first guy, Anthony, I, or anyway, he said Andrew, it was fine. Maybe. The movie was Andrew. Andrew liked the movie. Just Martin didn't. He felt so, nagged, you know, we're 50-50. Yeah. That's, well, that's on him. <clears throat> okay, next question. This is from um, Bruce um, uh, Finkel. Um, Bruce? Hello. <laughs> Hello, my name is Bruce Finkel, and I was just wondering, why are all the clothes so ill-fitting in the picture? Why is everybody's love handles so exposed? Uh, and, 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 and is that about me? Clearly describing himself as we look at him here and the way he's dressed. But. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's uh, body in the movie seemed to be making fun of my body. Is that was that intentional? No, uh, we just also have bodies, Bruce, and we're just wearing clothes that are. Oh, what's that supposed to mean? R nothing. We all have bodies, like my body. Yeah, don't yeah. you feel better having it represented on in a movie? Your type of body. I'm like the other guy. I felt nagged. Okay. I felt like you wanted me to fall in love with you, but I'm pissed first. Okay. All right, everybody. Well, I uh, it's clear that the people that stay around for the Q&A have a very uh, <laughs> unhealthy uh, interpersonal relationship with the movie, I'll say. Um, and I, I'm hesitant to have any more questions. Maybe we could I, – I, I, this might be a little difficult, but I, I want to play one of my favorite scenes from the movie, if we can play it back. Um, this is the scene um, – this is the scene in the basement where um, – your characters are now discovering that uh, the di your 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 grandparents' diaries and kind of seeing the generational trauma. That's how I experienced it, at least. Um, go ahead and roll tape. Whoa, you're not going to believe what I just found. <sighs> Nana's diaries. That's about me. <laughs> Nana's diaries. I thought. I thought we didn't have a Nana. So there's no jackets on set? I mean, I've grown up my entire life thinking that it was just me and you and mom, but maybe there's also dad? <laughs> if there's a Nana, there's got to be a Pop-Pop, and they've got to have parents. This is a lot. This movie sucks, man! <laughs> What's with the long dramatic pause? Hey, can we cut the clip? Okay, I don't like yeah, this. Yeah, that was very so, distracting. Immediate feedback. <laughs> 
Sir, do you, do you just go into <laughs> Q&As or theaters announcing your opinion so loudly? Yeah, typically. <laughs> See it. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of like how can I make this so that I was here for an Italian restaurant uh, or some, uh, uh, <laughs> some other eh, I don't know. <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> that would be like your worst nightmare, right? There's a bunch of people there to to adore you for the thing you finally got to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just sit there subject. Oh man. Ooh. That really got me. I do. I do love it, though. Yeah. Um, well, give me a mic. I had a great time. Uh, I was so happy to see you both and talk to you both. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I also had a great time. I'm happy this to hear This was a blast. It. Oh, you guys are hilarious. Thank you so much for doing um, this. Kimya, is there anything you'd like to plug or anywhere online people can find you? Uh, sure. You can find me on Instagram at childclown. Um, and that's pretty good. I mean, I'm on Twitter at, at childclown underscore, but not a lot going on over there, you know. Hey, follow it. It doesn't hurt to follow. And then if something goes on, it'll be at the yeah, top of your right. feed. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, how about you? Uh, yeah, on Instagram, Mike Lane, Mike Lane, just my name twice. And uh, doing doing shows at some point. So there we go. Live shows. Yeah. In, in person yeah. shows. You're doing that one. Is that a one person show that you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Trying to do that more. Um, I don't have. It's it's going to happen, but I don't have exact dates yet. Yes. Great. Uh, well, awesome. check that out, everybody. I couldn't recommend either of these people more highly if you can see them live. Um, That's right. And Ryan, we want to thank Casey Trailer for our theme song. We want to thank Annie Wu for our logo. We want to thank Brian Holmes and Hannah Rehack for production help and all, all of the audience for listening. Anything else, Ryan? And just you, Dan. Wow. I just want to thank you personally. What a great You're guy. You're welcome. Thank and you. thank you. And thank you to our guests. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>